Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Danielle Russell, president of Builder Funnel. There's one challenge most all remodelers have been facing since long before the pandemic hit, the labor shortage. What are you doing to find and attract the best talent? Well, if you didn't realize it, marketing isn't just for attracting sales leads. You should be marketing to attract the best talent too. Danielle is here to share how you can use digital marketing for hiring superstars. And we'll hear all about it in just a minute. Be the ball. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here today with my co-host, Mark Harari. Well, hello. We're back. We're back. How are you? I'm pretty good. good. It's been a little hiatus since Summit. Yes, it has. Summit was so wonderful, but it was uh, it took up a lot of uh, ad- time. Time, yes. <laughs> time and energy. Oh, yes. The words you were looking so for. So we're back now, and I'm really excited about today's topic because, boy, is it a hot button. Yeah, this is going to be great. We, Of course, Builder Funnel was one of the, the sponsors at Summit, and always been a, a sponsor long time for us and and we were talking out there and Danielle was talking about this very topic and of course we said well we got to have you on the show so yeah, yep so let, let's jump in because I know people are dying to know about how they can use marketing to better hire so let's jump in shall we Danielle Russell is the president of Builder Funnel, a digital marketing agency serving remodelers like you for over a decade. She's here to share some of her top tips that have worked for Builder Funnel as they grew alongside their clients and the industry over the past year and a half. So welcome, Danielle. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, you bet. I appreciate you taking the time to share with us. So give me me some info. Like, how does Builder Funnel approach hiring? This is a big question that Spencer and I have really been diving into in the past few years. And we really developed this always hiring mentality. And that's really just a phrase unless you're actively hiring all the time. So a few of the tactics that we employ for that is really having open positions on our site all the time, sharing on social media as part of our content calendar. And I'm honestly, I'm an interview probably two to five interviews per month, and that's just so I always have that bench, a warm bench. And what's been super helpful there is knowing Spencer's close rate when he is closing deals. And I also know my team's happiness capacities, you know, what's that tipping point before people start to get stressed. So I can really reverse engineer that timeline and recruit appropriately from that. Dive into that a little bit more, which Danielle, like, what does that mean—the happiness factor—and how how do you how do you reverse engineer that? Sure. So, happiness capacity for me is knowing how much time my team has to focus on clients and their own personal and professional development. Um, at what point are meetings starting to feel stressful? When are people telling me? Uh, I don't know if I can sit in on this meeting. I have client stuff to work on. And we do have a big client-first mentality at Builder Funnel. So I know that when someone is coming to me and telling me that they want to put the client first, I know we're at that point where it's time for me to start hiring. So shifting gears from recruiting and interviewing to now I'm passing candidates who I like (laughs) on to the next round of interviews and starting to 
speed up that process from my bench to my team. Okay, great. So, so you said you said you're always hiring, though, right? Yes. Have you had a situation where you had a superstar come across your desk and you weren't really looking for someone at the moment? Yes, actually. Yes. Um, part of part of why we developed an internship program over the past 18 months, the first reason was COVID. I mean, it was because there was a global pandemic and kids were graduating into a market that was frozen out of fear. We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I'm talking like March 2020 timeline. And everybody graduated in April and May. So we were like, how can we help? We're growing. Our clients are growing. Construction is essential. And we are always hiring. So we started an internship program. And we had a ton of success with professionals who either wanted to change industries. It wasn't necessarily just recent college grads that ended up coming across my desk. It was people who wanted to get into agency work or people who were maybe in journalism who now wanted to switch to either content writing for an agency or even actually helping us with our marketing delivery team. So you literally advertised and promoted the internship program and these others came along as a result? Correct, yes. Another huge factor in this was getting employee referrals also. So once we had a couple of interns in the door, that started to grow just by word of mouth also. So not just the interns who started with us and were enjoying themselves and learning and growing quickly, but also people on the team were so proud of what we were doing and they felt like they were truly making an impact and helping kids and not just college grads, like I said, but also other professionals who were looking to really love what they were doing and were looking for a change in their careers. And how fulfilling is that to be able to help people join our team okay. who are looking for a change, and our team is able to do that for senior leadership. So teammates are also sharing this internship and okay. helping to really bring in some top talent that way. Did you did, with the internship? Did you actually did you work with any colleges specifically, like reaching out to them and partnering in any way? This is one of my biggest gripes. I actually had no idea how hard. It is to do that. Yeah. I tried endlessly for months. I even reached out specifically to my grad program, other um, other teammates, and had like warm introductions to people at those universities. I reached out to HBCUs. I got zero responses. <gasps> my response rate was literally zero. Hmm. And so we just had to do we had to use good old fashioned digital marketing tactics to really pull in candidates. Well, so what are some of the best tactics that you know? What, what, what did you find worked for you? Yeah. So some of the best tactics, first of all, one of, I like to describe that while our customers are generally speaking remodelers, that said, some of my customers, I view our hiring candidates and the team as my customers also. So I think of lead generation Hiring is also one of my lead generation pipelines. So having those open positions listed on the website, having a form on the website, having calls to action on our website that drive to that hiring page. And once someone fills out that form, guess what? They're also 
in a nurture sequence. Mm-hmm. Ah. So I'm really, I'm pulling them all the way through because I hear this all the time with our customers also. They're so busy, they can't follow up with leads, right? And they, if you don't have time to follow up with leads, do you have time to follow up with candidates for applying to work for you? Mm-hmm. My answer is no. <laughs> so <laughs> I have that nurture sequence and I am in the candidate's inbox and I'm telling them about our core values. I'm sharing bits of information about our history, the kinds of clients we work with, our core values, our culture, all of that. So they're getting dripped on for that first week or two until I know that I have time to reach out. And by that point, that first interview is so much better because they know more about Builder Funnel. I can ask them what their biggest takeaways were, what core value do you identify with the most? Mm-hmm. And it's a really powerful first interview, and I will know very quickly if this person is a good fit and if I can pass them on. Does the nurture sequence include a, 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 a an out for them if they're not interested to get themselves like, you know what, I don't think this is what I was expecting? That's a great question. I guess not, but anyone could always just not respond to me. Right. <laughs> Hit delete. Yeah. For real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they could say no, thank you. Um, I have had a couple of times where by the time I've reached out, someone has already accepted another position. Mm-hmm. So that's the downside of the like one to two week long nurture sequence. But you know what? It's so much better than if they're not hearing back from me at all. But you... that was the case at points when we were hiring so quickly and Everybody was growing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that again works so well when you have a form on your site and they can fill out that form or click a you know click a box and then it kicks it off. It's you really can't do that with some of the like the Indeeds, the Zip Recruiters, some of that all that stuff, right? Not correct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so so what, for any of those, I can add them in manually into our CRM and then they're entered into that workflow. Typically speaking, this is a very manual process because. Either you have a, you know, like on Indeed, it's not their real email address. Right. It's Indeed, whatever, to protect them. So I can either enter that and then that is recorded and logged through Indeed, or I have to go into their resume and look up their address. Right, right. So it's a manual process. Um, I would do that. If it was like a superstar candidate, then it's worth it. I would throw them in there and nurture them that way. So, so the nurture sequence, that's great. They've, they've come to the website, they've read about you, and there's the form, and that's getting them into the nurture sequence. But what are you doing, the, the actual digital marketing side, what are you doing to drive them to the, to the site and to the forms? Absolutely. So since these open positions, we own that piece of content, right? It's on our website, not just on LinkedIn and Indeed. So I'm very easily able to build a whole campaign around it, just like you would any other lead generation source. So we're sharing it on social media. Like I said, that's part of our regular content calendar, that is regular content we're putting out there. Um, We're sharing it on LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, People actually hear about us on the podcast, too. Believe it or not, people see Spence's podcast or hear him, and that has even become a recruiting tool for us. Wow. And I know. (laughs) Um, So... When it's being shared on social, one of the huge benefits that way, too, is that page is pixels, right? We have the Facebook pixel. So once we have an ad and if somebody clicks that social ad, lands on that page, 
and now they're seeing ads about how great it is to work at Builder Funnel everywhere they go. So we're really hitting them hard. Yep. And that's a very affordable type of ad to run. And then I can always retarget them that way too. So let's say I do hire a super solid candidate and then I have I had three other ones who I was excited about, but maybe the timing wasn't quite right. They're still seeing me. I can keep them in that ad. So those are some of just the, the very specific digital tactics. I'm happy to dig into that more if you want, Mark. Sorry if I went too deep on that, too deep into the weeds. No. But that's a that's how we're reaching new candidates. So it's it's interesting because you guys obviously well not obviously probably to our listeners but <laughs> <laughs> you um you are not required to to drive in and out of the office every day right so there everybody can telecommute right so so your so your market is the US and even more do you go beyond right? do you go beyond the US mm-hmm. okay all right uh- only if, they, if they've been hired while in the U.S. We do have one teammate who is Canadian and had to move back home because his work visa expired. So he's back home. But, yes, he can still work for us through remote.com, and he works from Ontario. But your, your, your um, sandbox is the United States. Yes. So yep. for, for our listeners, most of them are 99.9% looking for local people do you think um mm-hmm. do you think that's more challenging or less challenging or no different at all uh, compared to the, your type of marketing it's less challenging the more specific you can get when you know exactly who that buyer persona is and you have it dialed down to the zip code that's so much more powerful than i have to spray the entire country right mm-hmm. i'm I will take anyone from anywhere if it's the right person, mm-hmm. but I don't know where those markets are necessarily. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have ended up, like I said earlier, being employee referrals. So now we have like pockets of Michiganders, <laughs> yeah. um, depending on where people are from the team, then we tend to have a few more teammates in each state, like Colorado, Michigan, and Pennsylvania are kind of okay, that's three cool. of our hot guys mm-hmm. right now, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we will hire from anywhere. So, so it should be a lot more affordable for, it should be a lot more affordable Mm -hmm. for, for the remodelers to, to execute this tactic. So Dan, you have a very narrow market. So what are some of the biggest takeaways you've, that have occurred to you in this whole process of explosive growth and hiring? Yeah. Well, we've had many, um, Mark brought up a really great point that during the pandemic, that was the first time we actually ever hired a full-time remote person from day one. They never started in the office. Everybody prior to that had at least started in the office and moved away at some point. And we decided, hey, you're top talent. We're going to retain you. You can stay even if you move. Um, so we had to pivot very quickly in terms of building a remote culture and making Builder Funnel a place somewhere People want to be, even if they've never been there. So that's very like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a whole podcast episode in and of itself. Right. One of, one of the things that we really learned in that shift is you already have pillars of leadership on your team. And there's a culture at, not just a culture fit, but somebody who makes the team better and makes Builder Funnel a better place to be and to stay and for clients to work with us look for them and retain them if your life like your life depends on it. Those are the pillars of your company. And you have to build your entire company culture 
around retaining them, not just like today, but what does Builder Funnel need to do tomorrow, in two years, in five years, in 10 years, for these people to stay? Because that culture doesn't look like it does if you're just building for today, to right. people on your team, today. And when you're building that culture for tomorrow, two years, five years, 10 years, you're going to be attracting more of those culture ads in that process. So it really starts inside the company. And yes, digital marketing tactics are going to help you hire more people and recruit. But it really, at the end of the day, you need to be retaining your top talent. You know, it's it's so cool that you said that because I do think that there's one big parallel between a marketing firm and a remodeler in that um, I'm going to use the, the really bad word here, but people are sniping other people's talent, right? I mean, I think that happens yeah. a lot. I mean, if there's a good carpenter out there, a good project manager – they're going to be solicited by competitors. Mm-hmm. And I know that's huge in, in the marketing uh, agency world. Uh, have you guys had any experience with that? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, we have. Um, not so much before the pandemic because one of our huge benefits was anybody can work from anywhere mm-hmm. on the team. Right? Ah. Most agencies were not there yet. So things that started out as, for us, they were very unique, and people were like, I'm going to stay with Builder Funnel as long as I can because I can live anywhere, I can do whatever I want, I have a flexible schedule. All of these things that we identified four or five years ago are now every agency needed to do that just to survive. So we are now, we have to compete much more head-to-head. It was mm-hmm. apples to oranges, and now it's a little bit less so. So finding those creative ways to compete Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. And I think it's something I've been, we're a little bit off topic, but I think trying to keep that company culture when you have yep. a remote workforce is so incredibly challenging. It's much easier to have a culture when everybody's bumping in e- into each other in the hallways, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so fortunately, most uh, remodelers don't have a remote production workforce. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. well they're remote on the project. Right, right. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good stuff, Danielle. Is is there anything um specific that maybe um a remodeler should be doing that doesn't convey that for you guys? Or is it straight across the board, these are the tactics and they work for everyone? Um that's a great question. I would say these are like the very obvious tactics, but to be totally honest, we are recruiting a very specific demographic, right? People who are in digital marketing, first of all, they know how to find us when we're using digital marketing tactics. So it's a very simple and streamlined process for us. So I would say if you are trying to employ some of these tactics that we discussed, um, like we said earlier, make sure you have your targeting correct, the right area, you can target by age group also. So for us, people who are familiar with digital marketing strategies and tactics tend to be a little bit younger, at least. So mid-20s to early 40s is a good range for us, for builder funnel as an agency. But you're playing around with those kinds of things. And just know where your target audience is hanging out, and that's where you need to go. That's where you need to target. So for us, it's LinkedIn, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, you know, places like that. 
Um, if that's not where your audience is hanging out, you need to know where they're hanging out, and that can start by just being it's as simple as asking your employees to find those culture ads and ask them where they're spending their time outside of work and target those places. That's where you're going to add the right people to your team. Yeah, you know, and and just again with that with that um, these things just keep popping in my head. But with the the social media posts, as far as the ads trying to reach them, I, I assume I shouldn't assume, but uh-huh. I'm, ass- I'm assuming uh-huh. you guys are trying to convey your culture in those ads, right? I mean, they're not just like, hey, we're hiring, call us today. Yeah, yep. Uh, we also, I mean, everything that we do, we try to really live that culture and represent it. Because you nailed it earlier when you said building that culture online is a totally different ballgame. And being able to convey that is even harder. So how am I supposed to show how great our culture is when I haven't even met some of our team face-to-face, right? I don't have pictures with them. Yeah. Um, so we've had to really figure that out also. We, have, we now do an annual retreat in Colorado. So for the past couple of years, we've gone out to the mountains and met everyone. Um, nice. One of my culture ads, one of my stories of leadership, she was our first full-time remote hire, and she pointed out that the vision of our team's culture that anybody who started out in the office has is different than people who start full-time remote. Mm. There are no shared memories yet. Right. You're hearing all of these like funny stories and what our office used to look like. And she was really the one who led that first driving force that we need to meet in person, even if it's once a year. Yeah, that's and great. Even cool. if it's just for four or five days. Yeah. So we now, that's been a huge game changer for us is being able to have some of that FaceTime. And it also makes marketing that FaceTime so much easier because now we have, we have those shared memories. We all are on the same page of who Builder Funnel is right now and who we will be, who we're becoming. And we have those pictures, professional photography that we can share. That's good. Social ads. We have videos together. All the things that we always tell our clients we need to do your marketing the best. So we eat that dog food ourselves. That's awesome. Well, Danielle, one of the things we do to show our culture is we put all our guests through the lightning round. Are you ready? I was born ready. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay, I'm putting 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What is your favorite business book and why? Your next five moves by Patrick Brett David. Uh, I was talking about building your culture for in two years, five years, ten years. Same thing with your business. Awesome. If you weren't a marketer and working for Builder Funnel, what do you think you'd be doing? (laughs) (laughs) I would be, uh, I think I would be a museum exhibit curator. Wow. I'm really, yeah, yeah, I have some family ties to the Holocaust. What are you not very good at? Your room, your desk, or your car? Which would you clean first? Yeah. What's the most recent show you binge-watched? Good game. <laughs> what do you think of garden gnomes? Uh, only if they're 
What's the first four-letter word that comes to your mind? Work. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Hey, Danielle, this has been great. Really some good tips for people. And, you know, makes you think about how to do things out of the ordinary. So I really, it was great. Be- before we let you go, and thank you for your generosity and sharing all of that. Before we let you go, we want you to share your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. Sharing is the best recruiting. You really can't. That's one of the things you cannot fake. You have to care about your team, and your team knows it. Your clients know it by the way that you treat your team, and your team therefore treats them. Mm -hmm. That really, it recruits and it retains all on its own. Care about your team. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Danielle. We appreciate it. Now, if people want to learn more about you and Builder Funnel, where should they go? Builderfunnel.com. Great place to get started. You can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. All right. We're everywhere. If we're doing our jobs right, you'll find us. (laughs) That's right. All right. Thank you so much, Danielle. We appreciate it. Thank you both. Thanks. That, that was awesome, wasn't it, Mark? It's very awesome. to Well, I love marketing in general. Right. And, you know, everybody, the first place they go is marketing is for sales leads, and right. that's the end of it. But you should be marketing for anything. And you know, I just got done doing a, a session, a presentation for uh, Naria, Minnesota. And this is one of the topics that was discussed. Just, you know, getting outside of the, uh, get you know, getting out of your own way, getting creative, thinking about ways to recruit that are not, just slapping that ad on Indeed and praying. Right, yeah. She said she had tons of great, great little, you know, I love the internship program idea. Yeah. Especially think, now for, for Vermont, you know, it, it is the labor shortage is such an issue. Getting, you know, unexperienced people that and getting them trained up and through the ranks within your company might be uh, another way to combat that, you know? You know, I always thought that you should try to hire the highest level you could because you don't have a lot of time to train. Mm-hmm. You know, but in talking to Danielle and talking to a couple of other people recently about, you know, don't say you have to have at least five or 10 years of experience. Bring somebody in young and just know that you are going to have to dedicate that time to train them. If you get somebody with a good attitude that's excited excited about it, has a passion for the craft, your team is going to want to help train them. Yeah, yeah, it, it, totally. And one of the other things she mentioned, a, a term she used that I, I really, really loved was the the shared memories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's something that we do forget about in general. It's again, this isn't about necessarily hiring; it's more about your retaining. But um, that's that's such an important thing is is when your when your when your team has shared memories. You know, that's right. that's such a cool. I don't know. It was just something that I gravitated to. I thought, yeah, you know, that's the more shared memories you have, the stronger your mm-hmm. the, the link with mm-hmm. your team. It's that glue. Yeah, right? totally the glue. Yeah, that's right. good, and. The the whole thing about with the internship program, program trying to connect with the local universities and colleges Jeez. that's a huge challenge for sure and it, I think part of it is that they're very protective of it because if you are able to get from an SEO getting in the weeds a little bit from an SEO perspective if you can get links to your website from an, a .dot edu yeah that carries tons of weight with Google uh. and I do think that the universities and such are aware of that and they're 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 kind of stingy when it comes to promoting companies in any way from their from their domains. I don't know. I think it sure seems like it'd be a win-win. If they, I think if so, they too. Would. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you 
let's solve it all today here. Yeah, not yeah. not on power tips unscripted. Well, I don't know, maybe we will. Maybe. Right. Dominate the world. Solve well, all problems. That was that was great. Thank you, Danielle, for taking the time to share these tips with us. And uh, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. It's great to be back. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. Thanks. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.